You are listening to episode 172 of This is Type 1. Today, we're talking about communication with your doctor about something that isn't diabetes related. So for this episode, Colleen and I are going to go over some effective communication tools you can use with your doctor when you are having a health concern that is definitely not related to your diabetes, even though they think it could be. This can sometimes be challenging for a lot of diabetics because doctors or some, most doctors or physicians can make generalizations about diabetes and your level of care that you have over your diabetes and how well you actually are doing and you recognize that this isn't something that's diabetes related. For example, you might have some problem with like your joints or something like that and your A1C is totally fine and it's in control, it's in range, your blood sugars are in range and you don't have any concerns. But your doctor might only assume that because you're diabetic that your joint issues are caused solely by your diabetes and not by something like arthritis or maybe you're having some breakdown of your cartilage between your bones and that can cause some serious damage even though they think it's only diabetes related and that by solving your diabetes it'll solve all the rest of your problems. And that's not to say that it couldn't possibly be related in some way to your diabetes, but what we're trying to watch out for are the doctors and the physicians who are ignoring, even when your blood sugars are great, even when your A1Cs are, are fine, your time and range is normal, even when they're ignoring all of the metrics of diabetes that point to you having good control, that they're still insistent upon, oh, it's just like a complication of diabetes or, oh, you should watch your weight or, oh, you should do this that or the other thing because it's diabetes related, not something else because they've ruled diabetes out. That's what we're trying to watch out for. Yeah. I actually recently had an experience with this too. Last week, I had some problems with my eye. It wasn't pink eye or anything like that. It was just some like issues I was having. And so I went into the doctor and I was like, hey, this is what's going on. And they look in their records and they see that I'm type 1 diabetic and they're like, could it be glaucoma? I'm like, this is not my eye is swollen shut. It's not glaucoma. Like I can, I can usually see out of it just fine. This is not that. So having to explain that or diabetic retinopathy, that this is not that, or, Hey, these symptoms, they could be similar or they are similar, but it's definitely, this is not related to my diabetes in this situation. And really standing your ground on that can definitely be kind of terrifying sometimes, especially when it's somebody who's a physician who's gone to medical school for however long and stuff like that. So for my tips and experiences with doctors and diabetes, it can be definitely has been a learning process of self-advocacy and not only being like, yeah, it could be by diabetes, but also bringing suggestions to the table of what it otherwise could be as well. So this has only happened a few times before, once right after a rugby game where <laughs> I I went in and I was like, hey, I got my head hurt on the ground or like, I just, I fell really hard on my head. Can you check me for a concussion to make sure I'm not concussed? And they were like, yes, what's your blood sugar before we do this? And I was like, listen, 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 listen. I, I've had diabetes for 11 years. It's not that... But even telling them right off the bat that like, hey, it's not diabetes related. I feel like I have a concussion. Can I get checked? Sometimes it just goes over people's heads. So you kind of have to be understanding about that. Yeah. But at the same time, you can throw a little shade. Just just a smidgen. Just be like, 
you don't know much about diabetes, do you? <laughs> or just something, maybe not that, but like something to where people are like, oh, yeah, it's not that and kind of move on and get to the root of the problem. So tell them right off the bat, like as soon as you enter, hey, this is an issue that I'm having. It's not diabetes related. Or even just being like, I know I'm type 1 diabetic, but I can tell you right now, this has nothing to do with my diabetes. And for sure, they'll ask you questions about like, what's your management like? What's your A1C? Stuff like that to where, yes, they're going to want to know just in case. Most doctors go by the saying of trust, but verify. So they're just definitely might trust you, but they're also going to want to verify your information too. So don't get too generally upset when it comes to that stuff. Standing your ground about being type 1 diabetic and, and knowing that an issue that you're having is not diabetes related or generally not diabetes related. So like for going back to the previous example of your joints, say you, your mom has like arthritis or something like that and it's hereditary generally speaking and or psoriasis even. Most diabetics will get flaky skin or maybe not flaky skin, but like kind of like an underlying redness to their skin sometimes and dryness because of diabetes and like how our bodies absorb water and insulin and like it can really throw your hormones off too. So by you saying, hey, this is actually psoriasis, it's not my diabetes causing me, can I please get medication for this? Can I can I get some lotion or some type of skin therapy? Really standing your ground on that and ha- telling people, oh, do you want to see a flare up when my diabetes is actually in range and totally fine? So that could be just bring proof too. That's always a good like, hey, this is what's going on. Please listen to me. If your doctor doesn't, this is kind of more in extreme cases, but if your doctor doesn't like listen to what you're saying or like just keeps denying that anything else could be the problem except for your diabetes, ask to speak to a nurse or a nurse practitioner or somebody else who is available who will listen to you. But do so politely. I mean, you definitely don't want to insult anybody, but just say like, hey, I think your perspective and my perspective are a little bit different on this. Do you mind if I speak to somebody else? Or being like, we've focused a lot on my diabetes and I'm really glad you're getting the information, but do you mind if I speak to somebody else about this issue? You know, you don't even have to say like, you can be totally vague about it and People understand, like doctors are also going to understand that their your personality and their personality, they might not match up and that's totally fine. Tell them what your recent blood sugar was or even kind of fudge the truth a little bit if they're not moving on of what your blood sugar or most recent blood sugar was. Because I'll get this a lot when I go to doctor's office and they're like, what was your most recent blood sugar? Say it was 300, but I'm coming in for psoriasis or a rash or something that is not diabetes related. Being like, oh, it was like 250, upper 200s, or I really can't remember. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm really trying to recollect what it was an hour ago, but I'm so sorry. I can't remember right now. But or definitely, like, you could feel, you could just like ask, and why is this relevant? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Even, don't, yeah, don't even bring, bring it up. I mean, don't, don't lie to your doctor. Please don't lie to your doctor. Like that's, that's really not good, but avoid it. If it's something that's not diabetes related, you don't have to tell people about it if you don't want to. Or that's only when they're like super hyper focused on like your last blood sugar. Like I have to know that kind of a thing. If you have a good recent A1C, even tell them that like, Hey, 
I have a 6.9 A1C right now. I really think I'm good. I think I'm okay. I don't think I need corrections on my insulin levels or my carb ratio or anything like that. I think that we can move past this, you know, and kind of get past it and get the ball rolling for a different topic that you want to talk about. So I see doctors dismissing patients' concerns mostly when weight or type 2 diabetes is involved. But knowing that a ton of general practice doctors don't know much about type 1 diabetes at all, I mean, often we are the experts in the room if you go into just a GP or a specialist for a a different field of medicine, you are often the expert in the chair, basically. So it's really important to be ready to advocate for yourself in situations where doctors may tell you to fix the problem by lowering your A1C or by losing weight. So I haven't had much direct experience with doctors assuming that type 1 is the problem above something else, but that's mostly because I haven't had a lot of medical issues. However, with my last uh, endo appointment, it kind of coincided with a lot of work stress and I ended up having a little bit of a meltdown on the call with her. And that was not helped by her asking what my blood sugar was. And my number, w- my number was actually in, in the 130s, but I did state very clear, clearly after telling her my number that not everything is blood sugar related. So it was a huge pet peeve of mine growing up that any emotional outburst was immediately answered by a parent asking what my, what my number was. And so I'm still a little bit sensitive to that just because of my history with that experience. So it's meant that I've had to be very clear with people, especially if I'm in an emotional state or something like that, that if I know my blood sugar is fine, I'm going to say my blood sugar is fine, or I'm going to question why they're asking about my blood sugar if it's clearly not that. And it all just goes back to what Jesse said about standing your ground. Be firm in your statements. Do not back down. And if you can, especially when we're talking about talking with your doctors, Provide evidence like your A1C, recent blood sugars, your time and range especially can be helpful, especially since time and range plus A1C have become a much better combo metric in the past few years. If you know your time and range, you can kind of, I don't know, impress your doctor or surprise them by knowing that. And that can kind of help your case because it's just giving them an, an extra metric that you know what you're talking about. You also might want to catalog things about your health that are not diabetes related. So you have some kind of timeline or a log to show the doctor, especially if you have your diabetes metrics logged for the same time. So if you notice like arm pain at a certain time, or like I remember this one time I ended up having really, really bad arm pain and I could not figure out what it was. But it happened after I reached behind me to grab a jacket And it just something happened. And so we just kept track of the times and what I was doing and how it felt. And it turned out that somebody, I think it was actually the chiropractor, asked if it was... Or he he was worried it was frozen shoulder. Because that's, I think, something that diabetics do actually deal with a lot is frozen shoulder. But it didn't turn out to be that. And it was just this really odd circumstance. I don't think it had anything to do with my diabetes. But there was still a question there. But if you have those metrics in that timeline logged, it can help rule type 1 out of the picture, especially if it's something that's more chronic or ongoing. I am a boring diabetic. So I pretty much just automatically assume that any medical problem is not related to type 1 diabetes. As we're recording this, I actually have a really ugly flare-up of adult cystic acne on my chin. And I can probably blame a few things, but none of them are diabetes-related. <laughs> 
So it could be recent changes in my diet. It could be stress increased from work. It could be self-induced stress from non-work commitments in my life coaching practice and also writing my fantasy series. And it could also probably be hormonal changes. Since my IUD and my fallopian tubes came out uh, at the beginning of September, that could all... (laughs) Jesse just did a fist pump. But that could all be contributing to this flare-up of acne that is not very fun, but I'm going to deal with it. As a side note with relating to my fallopian tubes coming out, don't be afraid to set expectations for your surgeons. I went into my surgery asking them, asking both the surgeon and the anesthesiologist how much sleep they got the night before. And I was fully prepared to say reschedule this surgery if they had less than six, because sleep is so important for everybody, not just type 1 diabetics. You want to have a surgeon doing your surgery with a lot of sleep on their on their brains. So don't be afraid to do stuff like that, especially if it helps take care of you. The last thing that I had for this part was to be diligent about following up with your doctor, because that can help too, especially since you live in your body 24-7. Those doctors, especially if you don't see them very often, they're probably going to forget something that you might need to remind them of at your follow-up appointment, at just the next appointment that you have. Like if you don't get a question answered during your appointment, state that you're going to follow up with them on it or write, write a note for yourself to research it a little bit or come back with more questions. Or even start off the appointment stating that you're not going to leave without an answer. Especially if you're convinced that it's not diabetes related, you want to get at least a next step, like a referral to a specialist or some kind of diagnosis or just something instead of the doctor shivying you out of the exam room because your time's up. You want to be very clear about getting what you came for and getting the result that you expect from them because they are the expert in this situation. So you don't want to leave with the doctor shoving you out the door because your time's up, especially if they haven't given you given you a next step. So being diligent about making sure they know that you are not going to leave without an answer or you're not going to leave without a next step. That's really important as well. Jess, do you have any final thoughts? I will say that most physicians or practitioners have a like space where you can go in and ask questions. So for instance, I use my chart with my medical team and stuff like that. And they're able to one, answer questions that I have in like generally a day or two, or even reach out to me being like, Hey, we have your test results back. Can you give us a call? Or even calling daily and pester, be annoying, be pestering about questions that you have, but definitely seeing if they have like some type of online instant, Hey, I can get you this answer. No, I can't get you this answer kind of a thing. I honestly forgot that my chart existed, but I do use it with my gynecologist. So there's that. Yeah. If you have access to my chart or some other system like that, it's use that and don't be afraid to keep asking questions. So now it's your turn. What is something that you can say to help your doctor listen to you? And if you want to hear what others have to say about this, you can join the Half Dead Pancreas Club by going to inspiredforward.com slash community. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.